Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Great guest today, we have Sarah Hartman. She is a member of the New York City sketch comedy group, Hot Buffet. They are fucking hilarious. Um, I know, so I learned about Hot Buffet when uh, one of the guests on this show, which we got connected through, Jessica Park was on. Jessica Park is also I in the show, uh, web series Gigahoes. So I sent something on Twitter once, and it was like, basically, I'm trying to get more diverse guests. I realized I got a lot of white dudes who have come on the show. So I'm trying to get more females and more people of um, different ethnicities. I really want to have like a lot of different types of guests. Uh, so basically, Jessica connected Sarah and I, and we were able to make this work. Um, I think you're going to like this episode, because this is one of those episodes that I recorded. I think it was like a Saturday afternoon. And I had like adrenaline the rest of the day because Sarah just has the most wonderful energy. She is so funny. I I love doing the podcast. I'm just such an extrovert that I get a lot of energy after having a good conversation with somebody. Uh, there's parts of this that are kind of deep and there's parts of that are just super silly. Sarah, she's so funny. I really love Hot Buffet's videos. You could see them perform in New York City. You could find them online at hotbuffetsketchcomedy.com. Uh, watch their YouTube videos. One of my favorite videos of theirs, I've watched a ton, but is uh, women read sexist quotes about themselves. It's funny, and then it's pretty fucked up. But they did a great job. They, Hot Buffet is wonderful. Thank you to Sarah for coming on. Follow her on Twitter, at Sarah underscore, underscore says. She's got a website, hellandhappiness.com. And uh, follow Hot Buffet on Twitter, at Buffet one And Sarah has actually started a podcast. So if you're on the old uh, internet, it's on iTunes. It's called "Did That Just Happen?" I'm not sure when they started the show. I just found it, and it's it's really great. I there's one episode up if you're listening to this in real time. I I just recommend uh, following all of Sarah's stuff. Anyway, quick plug for the show: the Let's Chat is always on the Misfits Podcast Network, themisfitsnetwork.com. They're on Twitter at Misfits Podcast, Facebook, all that good stuff. Follow the show on, uh, there's a Facebook page for the show, and uh, I'm on Twitter, at Let's Chat Podcast. Please uh, let me know what you think. Just talk to me on Twitter. I get such a kick out of Twitter. I have so much fun, so uh, just say hi. And if you don't like the show, don't tell me that, because I couldn't handle it. But if you're having a good time, and you are a guest, and you're or someone who wants to guest, or knows someone, let me know. Uh, big thank you for Sarah for coming on, and uh, let's get to it. I know, but hard work sucks. It does, doesn't it? I just wish somebody could do it for me. Yeah, no one ever tells you that. Like, and like, I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, you are... Uh... But your hard work is way different than mine for, like, the podcast because this has no tie of my my income or my life. Like, this is such, like, a separate thing. But, like, if you don't work oh, hard, I'm, I'm guessing you're not being paid. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I'm still in this stage. I just started doing comedy about it almost a year ago. We're coming up on my one-year anniversary. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I'm, so I'm still in the stage where, like, it's not the source of my income. So. Oh, yeah. But, I, don't, I don't know. That's a scary thing to get to. Oh, God. I know. I know. We're, 
getting there hopefully soon but just one of those things where it's like no I still have to but it's like twice as much work than it feels like because you have to hustle just as hard as though you were being paid to do comedy but then you still have to go to work <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know if I've ever I don't know if anyone's ever been on here makes a living off comedy I'm, I'm sure there has been I, I don't know, usually ask people about their income too much but like so right. well your tax refund like I don't, I don't right. that would be an awkward an awkward first question you're like oh Nice to meet you. <laughs> Not that good. <laughs> <Wasn't Right. that. laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I always somehow get screwed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where are you from? Because I, I was listening to the podcast you're on the, uh, damn it, Adam something. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a really, it was, I liked his style, cause it was, and it was fast, so I was like, oh, 30 minutes. Super quick. Smart man. <laughs> I know, right? And I don't and do out. that, but good for you. <laughs> like, we're going to talk for four hours, but. Um, yeah, I am from Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, yes. Yeah, lovely little town. Lovely little town. And probably from Adam's podcast, are you referring to how I lived in Australia for a few years? Yes, that's why I, I, <laughs> there it I is. There. Australian you didn't have an accent. No, no accent. Not Australian. I did, after um, college, I moved to New York and started grad school and then was just like, wow, this is a lot of money and it's really stressful and I don't like this that much. Um, I was studying journalism, so I just decided to go with my roommate at the time to Australia and went there. I went for a year and a half and she is still there. She just never came back. Hopefully she'll come back eventually. Wait, like uh, didn't come back like kidnapped or just like hanging no, out? No, no, she's just hanging out in okay. Australia. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, I haven't heard from her in a few days. <laughs> How? What's the Australian experience? Was that like the most amazing thing in the world? Yes and no. It was amazing because I kind of got to have an eat, pray, love moment for a minute and just figure out what I really wanted. Like, I mean, if you drop out of grad school, it's probably saying something about not knowing your direction and what yeah. you want. <laughs> I think I was a little confused. <laughs> so I got to kind of take a minute and just breathe and get away from life. And I was lucky. My granddad definitely helped me out and was like, all right, just go. We'll kind of fund this as if it were your grad school experience. Um, so I got to just have some self-reflection, and that was really cool. But being in Australia is just interesting. Like, I don't want to offend anybody, but it's kind of like everything is really slow and a little bit backwards, and you're just like, what is going on? Like, moving from New York City where everything is just go, 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 to being in Australia where they're like, no, it's fine. Like, I didn't even know where I was living until I touched down in Sydney because everything was just completely up in the air and they just they have no sense of urgency about anything so it's a very different lifestyle like island like, time I, like you hear that about hawaii yes absolutely and you know what they have a lot of islanders there so yeah. maybe it comes from yeah i've had yeah. islander friends who i love to death but fuck trying to go out with them or make plans is like <laughs> pulling their fucking hair <laughs> you're like come on like can we set a time here like no no it'll work out it's fine yeah, we'll just show up when we feel like it so like nine <laughs> is that nine thirty? We'll say yeah. 10, I'll show up at midnight. I'm like, but then you're going to miss the whole thing. And I... Exactly. And I'm just sitting there by myself being a shy extrovert. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And like, I'm from Connecticut. And like, I grew up in Connecticut where like the asshole Northeast, don't talk to me, but I'm really a softie. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how Delaware is too. Where like, we pretend we're New Yorkers, but it's just not. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't been to Delaware in many of years, but I remember being, and, but I remember being there when I was a kid and being like, this is really nice. Why do people make fun of it? I know. I know, I haven't, like, everyone's always, they either think it's in Canada, or they're just like, oh, Delaware? I'm like, oh, what, a, what oh, an man, original it's joke. It's like the second smallest <laughs> state in the country. 
Right. It's also the first state, and it's where a vice president's from. Yeah, you got Joe Bides. Uncle Joe. Joe. I assume you all knew him personally because you all lived in the same state, right? Absolutely. Best of friends. He came over for Thanksgiving. (laughs) I'm in the smallest state in the country. I'm in Rhode Island, so we got that covered right now. Yeah, there you go. You probably know him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I worked in a hotel once that he came to, and uh, it was awful. I never never saw him, but I saw a lot of Secret Service, and there was a lot of rules that day that you couldn't go certain exits, and... Uh, I think one person went to take out the garbage because I worked at a Starbucks in a hotel and they weren't listening and they went out the wrong door and they got like slammed, like ta- <gasps> literally tackled no! by Secret Service. Like it's not that serious. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. It was oh awesome. God. That, yeah, this, that's, that's a great story though. I feel like I would probably want to do that just for the experience. I know. I, th- believe me, I thought about it a lot. Yeah. I got too nervous. Like what's the coolest thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, I got tackled by the Secret Service, taking out the trash one time. But if it's over the president, it's fine, but not over the vice president. That's so not worth it. Oh, he's worth it. <laughs> uh, no, not him, just the position. Oh, I, <laughs> oh, I, I like Joey Bide because he's on Parks and Rec. Yeah, right? If Leslie Nope is cool with him, I'm cool with him. They become they friends, become... and as we see in season seven, they become friends. and they become <laughs> <together. laughs> That's like my dream. <laughs> not really, but... <laughs> dream bigger. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I might need to revisit. Clearly, my time in Australia didn't do that much for my ambitions. <laughs> so what were you doing before the comedy came in? Like, well, how did you know that you wanted to actually take this and run with it? Yeah, um, I've kind of been a little all over the place. <laughs> I, I actually studied opera, classical music, in college and was on that path for a minute. Um, and then I've always been a writer. Like, I've... I've been writing stories. I think if you listen to Adam's podcast, I told the story, which is true and very embarrassing about how I used to sit for hours and just write stories about like beanie babies and my dolls. And I put on a one woman show in the tree in our front yard, had a, had a long run, probably way longer than it ever should have gone on. My parents should have just put an end to that. Cause it was really embarrassing. Um, but I've just, I've been a performer forever and I knew that I wanted to kind of find a way to fuse my love for being on stage with my love of writing. So I went to grad school for journalism and thought maybe that would be the way to go. But while I was there, every article I'd turn in would have some kind of like snarky or sassy, like funny, super hilarious articles all the time. And my professors would hand them back and be like, yeah, it's really great. But you just like take, take yourself out of this. Cause it's not really journalism. Like journalism is just straight facts. And I wasn't feeling that. So I, that's why I left grad school. And then just in thinking about like, what do I really want to do? What do I enjoy? What are the things that I like doing? And I like making people laugh and I like telling stories and I have a weird brain. So I just, it kind of just came together naturally. I just figured I'll take a class. So I took a class at the pit and I, I left that class feeling like I'd kind of landed the plane proverbially speaking. I'm not a pilot. (laughs) (laughs) That would be terrifying. I should land a plane if I'm flying it because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I hope that scenario never happens. You and me both. <laughs> that is like a nightmare. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's just from there, I just kept going with it. And it's been, it's almost been a year and things, the doors just keep opening and I'm just kind of doing everything I can. And I love it. It's it's hard and it's it's a challenge, obviously, for everybody trying to do it. And you, you win some, you lose some. But I just, it's been the best year of my life, honestly. Oh, that's so great. Like, who yeah, are your, uh, like... Who are your comedian people coming up, like, like influences? Yeah, 
I mean, the obvious ones, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, of course. Um, I also, <laughs> I'm an old man, so I'm a huge fan of Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> I, oh, God. Ladybug, come on. I know. How, like, you can't go wrong. Come on. <laughs> it's the childhood movie. Like, yeah, that, that he was, I, I'm sure everyone else references something else, but that was the one I always remember him from. They're like, yeah. oh, back to school. I'm like, yeah, Ladybug. That Ladybug, for sure. <laughs> I, I used to love that movie. It's just, he's just so funny. It's just classic old man humor. Um, yeah, so, I mean, definitely, definitely stuff like that. Um, I also was a huge fan of Adam Sandler growing up. Yeah, me too. I I have a theory that he's actually just making stuff for 13-year-old boys. <laughs> That's and, absolutely and, what he's doing. I'm not a 13-year-old boy anymore, so I don't like his stuff. But whoever's 13-year-old boy now likes it. Right. That's a, that's a, actually a very good observation because you kind of age out of him a bit. But yeah. when you're in like preteen, teenager years, those my, my, preteen my years. My dad I, got my I, brother. We're all going to laugh at you. But he got it from the library because my dad's one of those people. So I, <laughs> I don't think he knew what he was giving us. I think he was just oh. being like, oh, cool. I don't have to pay any money for this. And, <laughs> but like my brother and I would listen to that album. And it's just funny you said I just haven't thought about this. And like. We would put it really low and, like, laugh so hard over Tollbooth Willie. But now I'm like, that's not funny. But at the time, I remember, like, almost peeing myself. Oh, here's your change, Willie. Go fuck yourself. And being like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I know. Same with Billy Madison. You kind of look back and yeah. you watch it now and you're like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I eat pieces <laughs> of shit like you for breakfast. That's yeah, funny. Okay. <laughs> like, stop looking at me, swan. Like, I, <laughs> my brother and I used to say that. All the time. And I don't know how our parents didn't kill us because it was annoying. But now I'm like, that's not really funny. Like, he's talking to shampoo. He's clearly high. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I feel like Adam's, it's like comedy is like the building blocks. Like you got to find the lowbrow before you can get yeah. to like Monty Python and the good stuff. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And I mean, those, that's another classic Monty Python. I still, never, I still never got into it. <sighs> oh, I, I blame it because I have uh, my dad's dad's from England, and uh, I, I like to pretend that's why we never liked. Yeah, <laughs> you're just an elitist for Yeah, some he's a good guy, but I just I don't know. I never liked anything he showed us. <laughs> <laughs> it's all his fault. <laughs> yeah, which he has nothing to do with anything. Oh, he's a great <laughs> human being. It's just like, eh, you know, I don't know. That's but, yeah, funny. Polar and Faye, like, yeah, come on, they're the, they're the best. Like. They really are. It's just, there's something, I mean, the feminist thing is great. I love that whole aspect of it and just like, yeah, go for it. But there's something about Amy Poehler where you just watch her and I, she did this character on SNL um, named Caitlin and my best friend in high school and I used to just love that sketch because she just was this like crazy child. I, I don't even know. She was like an eight year old girl who wanted to get her ears pierced at the mall or something. And it was just so freeing to see somebody like, just be completely insane like that and have no inhibitions. And then as I got older and started reading like more about her and watching her more, like she just jumps into every character that she does. And it's so fun. Like she's not afraid to look stupid. And that's a really scary thing to be like, Oh no, I'm going to look really dumb when I do this. But to to have people to look up to who are just like, no, I'm going to look dumb and it's fine. And that's the freedom in it. Like, that's really cool. I admire that a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's harder for women. Like, I know that's, like, a, such an obvious statement, but it really is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, totally. And it's it's just – it is. Like, I don't know. It's just the reality of the situation. It totally is. And then, like – I mean, because, I mean, like, what – like, there's that uh, – when Melissa McCarthy directed that movie that – Tammy – I didn't see it. I heard it sucked. Oh, yeah. But, it, it, but like, the whole, the whole thing online was, like, it wasn't that it was – and, like, you know, dudes make bad movies all the fucking time, and, and 
it's no big right. deal. But when Melissa McCarthy made a bad movie, it was like, is this the end of female comic driven comedy? Right. That was actually an article. That is so dramatic. <laughs> is this the end of female driven comedies, also known as comedies? Right. Exactly. I was like, there's a lot of shitty comedy out there that is. Adam Sandler still making movies. Exactly. Have you? What's that? We're not sure why. Well, <laughs> that is not a good movie, guy. Yeah. No. And it's pi- pretty much an all male cast. Oh, Pixel is that what it's called? Oh yeah, yeah, that one too, Pixel. Yeah, I, I was I thinking about uh, Grown Ups, that one that had. Oh God, uh, there's two of those movies. I know exactly. So then, why can't there be a Tammy too? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't see Tammy, and I, the, I don't care. I still love Spy. Right. Oh, I haven't seen Spy. But I'm not going to lie. It made me think of... I laughed as hard at that movie as I did the first time I saw Naked Gun. Oh, gosh. And I mean that as a compliment. It was one of the yeah. funniest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I've heard that. I feel like they didn't advertise it well because I never really... No, because the previews looked terrible. Yeah, and really. You know what? The problem with that is it wasn't a Melissa McCarthy movie. It was really just like an ensemble and they didn't promote it as well. So like yeah. Jason Statham is funny. Um, okay. The woman from Call the Midlife is in it. Call okay. the midwife. I don't know her name, but uh, she, I don't know. they really play off each other well. Her and Rose Brynn, like, I mean, Paul Feig is just fucking awesome. Like, come on, <laughs> I love that dude. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah it's a hard, great. it's a hard balance. It's hard to figure out, like, as a woman, can you really? Do you kind of have to figure out, like, are you going to be like a Sofia Vergara, where you just are funny because you're sexy and you play into that? Well, she's and not funny. Can we just throw this out there right now? She's not, not funny at all. I don't know. Her character's yeah, she funny. Plays, well, yeah, there you go. That's yeah, true. But, I mean, and she's not a comedian. I mean, she's an yeah. actress, so. Yeah. What are you well, gonna do? A, well, isn't that such a thin line, right? Like, is Rose yeah. Brand a comedian? Like, she's a comedian. Yeah. But then the same run, is Paul Rudd a comedian? He's an actor who does comedic roles, so it's... Right. It's, I, I don't think Sofia Vergara is like, I mean... I don't know. She's not. Her role is kind of funny, but it's they're more. It's playing also off her a little accent. tired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing where she's just you're playing up the fact that she's like hot and she has an accent and she's not afraid to you know capitalize on those things. Oh, and oh. nothing against her at all. Like that's, oh, no, totally. Yeah. Oh, she's gorgeous, and I, yeah. I don't I don't know her well enough <laughs> to be and like I, oh she's funny. I haven't really yeah. seen her in anything other than Modern Family. And I like Modern Family. Like. I, I do too. I think it's fun. Yeah, it is. I, I, it's, 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 it is really fun. Like I, I have to say, and there's they've slipped some pretty good, uh, really good jokes in there. So it's, yeah, I think that's the perfect middle ground for like my 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 parents and I will both watch that, or my aunt or my grandma. Yeah, me too. Me it's too. the modern day everybody loves Raymond because my grandma and I would watch that together all the time. Oh, so. Yeah, that's a really good observation. Yeah, you know, it's like it's good. It's not like high, the best comedy ever, but like I like it. No, my grandma likes it's it. Silly. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a couple seasons, but back in the day it was good. I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> but like, but I but like I think that's more of the show that like ah, there's nothing else to watch. I'll watch Modern Family, but it's not yeah. the show I follow. For me, that used to be Two and a Half Men, where it's like there's nothing else on, so I'll just watch this, and then that went crazy. So then it became Modern Family. You know, I never had cable when that was on, so I never actually saw Two and a Half Men. That show was really funny. Two and a Half Men. Yeah. I always thought that was the one that all comedy snobs are supposed to hate. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a comedy snob. Yeah, yeah I'm not either. I can get away with that stuff still because I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to like that? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hate it. It's awful. It's yeah, so I don't, I also, I'm like, whatever. Dude. It's like, just watch what you like. I, I don't care. It's just watch it. <laughs> if you find it funny, then it's funny. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I find some pretty not funny things funny, so that's that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I, but that's kind of the beauty of comedy, isn't it? It's all subjective. Yeah, doesn't it kind of blow your mind? Because I have a coworker uh, who I really like. Um, so he loved Spy, he loved Ted Two, and hated Trainwreck. And he yeah. didn't. He's not. He's not a misogynist. He just didn't like Trainwreck. And I was like, 
all right, you just didn't like it, and that's okay. That's okay. I, ugh, I'm i the worst comedian because I have yet to see Trainwreck. It was very good. <laughs> okay, I see I've heard mixed things. Some people have said that it was not great, and other people have just completely raved about it. So Yeah, it was, again, marketed really wrong. It's, yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of drama to it, so there's a lot of the part of the movie where it's not funny. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's that was the main critique. From yeah, the, and I like, like my comedy sad. I'm like, my, yeah. <laughs> my favorite Simpsons and Futurama episodes are the ones that make you cry a little. Aww. So like, so I, that's why I I really liked it. I thought it was very well done. But like, don't go expect their like Spy was more of like a like just a straight comedy, and this one is just more of like a Judd Apatow dramedy. Okay. Oh, you know what Judd Apatow film was really funny was uh, This Is Forty. I didn't see it. Oh I need to, my gosh! I love, I mean, I love yeah. his work. I I'm a huge Paul Rudd fan too. I know. I love the Rudd. To debate over whether he's an actor or a comedian, who knows? But regardless, <laughs> I like I like his work. I mean, do I love Rudd? I mean, what a hot American summer, which came out today. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. How exciting! Why are we doing this and not watching I, that? This is ridiculous. This is <laughs> terrible timing. <laughs> I know. I can't watch it without my wife. She'll kill me. So I have to like oh. wait for tonight. Yeah, I can't watch it unless I have, like, eight hours to sit down and watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was a really good... Leslie Mann is pretty funny, too. She doesn't do enough. I don't think she she gets cast enough. She's good. She's really good. She's just funny. She's, like, a goofy... She's kind of like Amy Poehler, where she's just fearless in whatever she does, and she's really silly. Yeah, and she's been around forever. Yeah, she has. Like, she was, like, in The Cable Guy, which I don't... Yeah. I was like, what? So random. I know that's Judd's wife, too, which... Yeah, which works out. I mean, maybe that's the path I'll go, just marry a producer. A good one, a famous casted. one, though. Yeah, a famous one who does a lot of... Like, they can just pick and choose my roles, get cast as the funny wife and everything, and then I'm set for life. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Yeah, we just figured out my life. But I, from, my, from what I've... I don't know them personally, but from what I've heard them talk, they actually seem actually uh, happy, too. Oh, well, that's a plus. Yeah, they're not just like a power if, couple. If you're going to get married. Yeah, he, he's like, I'm a schlub. I married way too good for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's so cute. Good. I forgot the original question. That happens here a lot. Oh, yeah. What were we talking who about? Know, who knows? Who cares? Someone, who cares? Yeah. We got off the beaten path. Someone might listen and never tell us about it, but they'll... <laughs> I've had a couple friends who'd be like, you kind of go off track a lot. I was like, yeah. That's well, how my brain works. That's organic conversation, too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so you are also um, part of Hot Buffet, the sketch group? Yeah, yes, I am. And Because uh, um, the wonderful Jessica Park has connected us, who is yeah, also in Hot Buffet. So I, I had watched, I've seen a bunch of your work before we met on Twitter. So, um, But we were talking about something that reminded me of it. But uh, you guys did, the, I was the video, your YouTube video of uh, women reading sexist things about themselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, women read sexist quotes. See, that's another funny thing that's kind of sad. Yeah, I know. A lot of the feedback that we got was, oh, man, this is so funny, but I'm also really upset right now. <laughs> like, me too. Did, like, did you have the thing like I did, like when it was like Aristotle said it? I was like, I, my, I know this is wrong, but I could justify it. I was like, ah, whatever, he's dead, and it was thousands of years ago. But then when you would read the quote and it was someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger from like five years right. ago, you're like, right. oh. Yeah, I think, I think that's a... That was a, a weird line to toe as well. Like, do we just do people from history or then do we do people from today? And I don't know if we actually had this discussion, but I think it it kind of speaks to how much society has grown in some ways. And like, OK, like, yeah, when you think 
Aristotle said this or St. Paul, like, okay, great, you can understand that society back then was just really, really different, like super misogynistic. Women didn't have a place. So, okay, yes, in some ways, like, we think we've come a long way, but then you see someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger saying the same kind of thing, and you're like, wait, no, this is this is a through line. Like, we've progressed, but we have not come that far. And I like Arnold as a politician. Yeah, yeah. Like when he's Rush great. Limbo says something horrible, it's terrible, oh, but we expect God. it, right? But Arnold, you're like, I mean, but you're, whoever was read it was like, well, I also hate pants. Like, yeah, that was me. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was you? Okay. That was me. <laughs> I remember thinking that was so funny. I was like, because well, I was thinking that too. I'm like, well, pants are the worst. Pants are really terrible. I'm just saying, like, I can get with that. I would rather you not force me not to wear pants hey, because that's weird. Sense. And it's great because he was the whole time sleeping with his maid. So, you know, maybe if Maria had just worn more skirts. Yep. <laughs> there, we just solved their marriage. Now they can get back together. Hey, and I that. always joke, like, my job, like, I work, like, in an office, and, like, I have to travel a lot for work, but we have to wear pants all day. And I'm like, fucking A. It's so hard being a man, being told what I have to wear to work. I can't Life's wear skirts all day. Life's hard for you. But you know what? I think now you can. I think we've moved into a into a time where uh, it probably no one would I question could. you. Like, I might be making more than all of you, and I don't deserve it, but who cares? Who cares? <laughs> not where I work. That's not the case yeah. at all. Everyone's no. adequately paid. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I, I don't know anyone makes it. No, that's a weird thing. No one, I, don't, I don't ask anyone, but but I just really, I just fucking hate pants so much. They're really the worst. Me too. Me too. I used to, growing up, I had, um, we would like carpool with this family, and the girl didn't wear pants like she would only wear skirts and dresses and i thought it was so weird and it wasn't for any like weird religious reasons or anything she just question. hated no no i heard it coming <laughs> she just hated pants and as a child i was like that's so weird like pants are great jeans are the best and as i've gotten older i'm like no pants are actually terrible she had the right idea i do not I'm... own a pair of jeans i fucking hate them I, yeah, I just bought jeans the other day, so I feel like that makes me a hypocrite for this oh, whole conversation, <laughs> but I didn't have jeans for a while. <laughs> Dress pants only and shorts. Yeah, that's... yeah. Shorts are hard, too, because then it's like, I don't want to wear, like, booty shorts, and that's awkward, but then I don't want to wear Bermuda shorts, because I'm not, like... I don't know what those are, but I don't you know, have... Shorts uh, come, like, down to your knees, and you're like, uh, that's just not a good look for anybody. Should like, I wear booty shorts? Because I don't think that's even an option for me. Oh, no, don't. Huh. Don't. I don't think I can buy booty shorts if I try. In Australia, then men do wear their shorts a lot shorter. Yeah, why is that? Very uncomfortable. I don't know. I really don't. It's just, it's a European thing too, I guess. And they have a lot of European influence. So they're all about that short life. When I went to Italy, uh, I was always wearing more clothing than everyone. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I would definitely imagine. And I'm not like conservative about that stuff. I just wore what I would own, what I, you know, stuff I own from here. Yeah. It's like, it's my <laughs> that guy weighs way more than me and i'm not thin and he's wearing way less yeah sometimes yeah. i'm like why why did you leave your house like that nobody stopped you and said hey maybe a little more fabric would be nice yeah just for the rest of society do you find that a lot in new york too when you're like you wore that today okay that's your choice weird things weird things for sure it's it's a weird complex we have. It's like on one hand we're like free the nipple, but cover your clothes. So I, I never know where I stand on things. I always Jessica, get... Jessica and I were actually having a conversation about free the nipple the other night because we were like, we were just sitting in a restaurant and this man walked by and he wasn't wearing a shirt, and we're like, I know it's hot, but can we instead of just freeing the nipple, can we just have a movement to just cover all nipples? Well, that's against health code, dude. You can't wear that. 
Sorry, my my Starbucks, my former barista brain went and they're like, you cannot not wear a shirt in a restaurant. That is. I know. Oh no, he just he walked by the restaurant outside. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah no, he was just like chilling in the restaurant with no oh, shirt on. Never, I took that the wrong that way. That would be weird too. That would be weird too. No, I I didn't I didn't uh, communicate that clearly. But cover still, all the nipples, people. Yeah, just like why I don't I'm comfortable with not seeing anybody's nipple outside. Yeah. You know, it's it's. It's hard because I want to be like I logically I totally understand this free the nipple thing, but then there's yeah. that like reptilian male brain and me that reptilian aspect of me is like yes free all the nipples. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really hard fight, people. Good luck. That's weird. It's like why? Yeah, why would you want to walk down the street with no shirt on as a woman? Like you already catcalled enough, presumably, especially in New York. You really want to really want to go down that route? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Is uh is this a hot buffet video? Because I just remember Jessica had tweeted this to me because I was making some jokes about um women and period jokes. Uh, I think they're fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she tweeted me. I think it's a hot buffet video, but they did a video. Jessica was in this video of like you pull out your tampon and you get like a prize. Oh, yes, string surprises. That was you guys because I just remember her sending me the video. I wasn't involved in that. I don't know if that was, I think it was a hot buffet video, but I know she wrote that for um, a class that she took at the People's Improv Theater. Okay, because okay. I was thinking how that, funny yeah, that was. That video is hilarious. It was so... It's so disturbing and disgusting. It is disturbing at every <laughs> level, and it just hit all the cores of just like... Oh my God. It's like her dancing on a table with like a mini skirt and these multicolored strings hanging down. You're like, what the hell? Like, why? Oh, How it made me so that? uncomfortable, and that's good oh, comedy. Oh my gosh, it was great. I remember when I I first joined the group around like December, January, and when we were like all kind of getting to know each other and getting to know our humor. That was one of the videos that she brought up, and she was kind of like, um, so I wrote this video and it's kind of weird and like really hesitant to show us because that's that's like a weird thing to write <laughs> oh it's really weird but, oh man i love it i think it's great that's that's the really cool thing about hot buffet too is like everybody just has this really sick sense of humor and it's just like oh how can we make periods more appealing to the masses i know <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, it worked on that, like, the <laughs> political aspect. Like, there's, like, it just worked on so many levels. Like, it's disturbing, it's uncomfortable, and then you're also just uh, putting that joke on its head, like. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's really great. It's so funny. She's brilliant like that. <laughs> she, she was, because I, um, I only, I learned about her from the the web series Gigahose, because I ended up meeting those guys through doing this show. And then. I was like, oh, cool. I I didn't I couldn't figure out who was a comedian who wasn't from that because that was a very straight role. And then yeah. I was like, I, was, oh, I, I think she just joined Twitter or something. I was like, oh, cool. And I just saw like actor, model, comedian. I'm like, you're a comedian. And then I found how buffet. I was like, you're really fucking funny. You gotta come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, she's funny. Yeah, she yeah. kind of it, it it blew my mind a little. <laughs> I was like, wait, women are allowed to be funny now? When the fuck did I this know, happen? It's so crazy. What kind of world are we living in? We're like. Women can do stuff like this. It's crazy. It, 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 is, it just bothers me sometimes. They're like, oh, female comedian, or like, female comedian Amy Schumer. Like, nope, just a comedian. Just a comedian. Just a comedian. She does stand up and sketch. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, guys. Yeah, she, but she's really, I, I, I like everyone, right? Like, I, I didn't know about her until pr- relatively recently. And, um, Amy Schumer? Yeah, until... Yeah. I think I've always heard the name, but it wasn't until the show I started, like the third season of the show, where I started kind yeah. of. And then I saw her perform at the Oddball Comedy Fest, and I kind of was like, "Yes, you are funny." 
<laughs> yeah, it, I had weird emotions about her. Emotions, that was a weird sentence. Sorry. Uh, That's okay. I like weird. <laughs> All right. Well, that just happened. Um, no, I, I I felt kind of funny about it at first because on one hand, I wasn't really a huge fan of how much she just exploited herself and was very vulgar and disgusting. And it felt a little cheap. But on the other hand, now that she's had a bit more, she's gained some traction. She's really doing great stuff with the with the audience that she has. And I I mean, I respect her for doing what she needed to do to get to where she is now. Um, but it, it's also it's also kind of sad that someone who's so smart and so funny and has so much to say kind of had to go that route where it's just like, hey, let me talk about how disgusting I am and how much you should all hate me and like all this really nasty stuff that nobody really wants to hear about. Like that's how she had to become famous rather than just yeah, like most like, comedians, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. She says that she was like playing a character. Yeah, in a I sense. Can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think that's when you get to the point when sex, but like I, I don't know that I don't know. Maybe that's just really her character. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't know enough about her, but like I think she seems to see. I just see her as someone who's grown as an artist and it's like, okay, Absolutely. I have your voice and I learned this. But yeah, I, I know it, it's funny how it happened because I, I I really did not. I don't follow stand up that much, to be quite no, honest. No, neither. I like. I really like comedy in terms of like. I love comedy podcasts. I love television. I love movies. I yeah. like stand up when I'm live like I don't like listen to it unless I'm like there in person yeah and like I like watching funny sketches on YouTube yeah I think I need the visual aspect because like I like comedy live but like I just don't like watching specials it just doesn't do it for me yeah I go back and forth I go through phases where I'm like yeah stand up's great and I really love it and I want to do it and then I'm like nah never mind (laughs) yeah I think it's one of those art forms if you don't want to do it just like just don't (laughs) I I can't decide if I want to do it I keep writing sets and being like, I can do five minutes. And actually, like, this is kind of embarrassing, but also kind of funny. Uh, about two weeks ago, I had a day off and I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like, why not? It can't hurt. Wrote a five minute set, practiced all day, went to the comedy club, like paid the cover, got a drink. And then right before they called my name, I just went, nah, never mind. Just got up and left. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, I didn't even feel that nervous. I don't know what it was. I just Nah, not today. <laughs> Today's not going to be the day that launches my stand-up career. <laughs> well, stand-up and sketch are different. I mean, there's a lot of it's similarities, but they're different. It, yeah, it's really, really different. It's hard. <laughs> like, for sketch, do you think part of it is also the uh, accountability of, like, your your, your Hop of Fame members? I think I think definitely. There's, there's a certain element of, like, I don't want to let the group down, and I want to put out good product, and I definitely want to, you know write things that go in line with the other things that we've done. At the same time, though, we have a pretty good group dynamic where we've all brought in stuff that's just total crap. <laughs> and we have a pretty good, you're like, I know this is going to be terrible, but just bear with me. And we're all pretty good at like helping each other figure out how to take an idea that is completely useless and turn it into something good. So that that's helpful as well. I don't know. The difference between stand-up, though, is just, yeah, it's just you, you know? Just you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And it's, yeah, it's a, I like it live. It gets fun. I, I love going to see it live. But, like, even anyone, I, I, and it's such a weird art form because there's probably, like, maybe, like, one or two people who are known as just a stand-up and nothing yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, Amy's Amy. Lou, everyone knows Louis C.K., but he's got a TV show. He's a director. You know, you got to do, like, a bajillion. Maybe, like, Brian Regan and maybe someone else. But, like, yeah. I don't know if there's anyone I can know of, and as all I know them, like they don't act, they're not in something, they're not a commentator, they're not a writer, like. 
Right. I don't know of any stand-up. I think Brian Regan might be no. the only person I can think of who's only yeah. a stand-up. Yeah, most people use it because it's great exposure. If you do it well, a lot of the people who end up on late night shows, like as writers, are actually stand ups as well. Because it's, I mean, you have to be a good joke writer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely like I've um I had someone from the Daily Show on here, and that was like, you know, they, the dream is to be a stand up, and then they write for the Daily Show, and then it, you know, hopefully they can even out at some point. But right. I didn't know that, but like the Daily Show, Nightly Show, all those shows, they're all like stand up and sketch people who work there work there. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I saw they had a. Um... The Daily Show writers do a non-Daily Show improv. That was their their title for their show at UCB one time, and I that was the first time I realized like, oh wow, yeah, they're not just writers. They actually yeah, I went to the really Daily, just got a hustle because <laughs> that's what I did. I went to the the writers of the Daily Show stand up tour. Yeah. When, when it came to Providence, and then um, I saw Matt Coff there, and that's he actually come in. He was on this show because I saw him there, and then I asked him on. I was like, it was, but I was like, I didn't know you guys. It was like every single person there. Does yeah. stand up or sketch? I was like, oh, that's awesome! Yeah. You guys are employing New York. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, did you start at the pit or UCB? I started at the pit. Yeah. Any reason between? Then, I, that's the People's Improv. Yes, the People's Improv Theater. Um, I didn't really know much about either one, to be honest. And there, everyone says like, oh, UCB is really hard to get into, and that's true. It, it's definitely taken more time to get into classes, but. I just read a couple of blog posts online that had said that the pit was a good place to start because it had, um, this is so silly, but there's a bar in the theater. And so people like mingle and hang out after shows and stuff. And I just thought that was cool. And there at UCB East, there is a bar as well, but I didn't know that there even was, there even were two UCB theaters. So I just thought, oh, well, one has a bar and there like people hang out after and that seems really cool. And a good way to start making connections and just meet people. So I went with the pit first and then about a month later started at UCB as well. So I've been taking classes simultaneously there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. there's got to be a lot of like layover, like crossover. Absolutely. Yeah, the people and I haven't really felt like any like, oh, you go to the pit or you go to UCB. Like, yeah, you just do comedy. So you know people from both places and a lot of people are everywhere and at Magnet Theater as well. I haven't taken classes there, but I know a lot of people do that too. Well, we're all not the cool kids, so I think we need to not have that cool kid mentality, right? Seriously, no, not cool at all. Yeah, well, yeah, no. Sometimes you get the cool kid who comes into comedy and then they're awesome at it and you're like, you son of a bitch. Right, you're like, what are you, who invited you? Like, go away. And that, that, that definitely happens, but yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I think that happens with all things. Um, so I also saw that you went to Bible college. I did, uh, yes. <laughs> Can you tell me what that is? <laughs> yeah, it was, so it wasn't really Bible college. Well, it's like a leadership college that was based out of um, the church that I go to. So I go to a church called Hillsong in New York City and they are from a church in Australia. So while I was in Sydney, I went to the church's leadership college. So it's like part seminary, part like, hey, here's some good leadership principles for your life. Like, don't suck. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were a little nicer and more like, no, God loves you, so therefore. <laughs> but well, in the me, States, me, Bible me college. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in the States, that would just have such a different idea of a Bible yeah, college here. Absolutely. I'm thinking Jesus yeah. camp, but Australia is <laughs> way different. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. And it wasn't like full, it wasn't really a seminary or anything. So, but it definitely had like Christian undertones. Oh, that's really great. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I think it was great. And I, I learned a lot about like 
great leadership skills and just personal discipline, which has helped me so much, especially as a comedian, because it's just, or it would have helped me anywhere, honestly, because it's just good life principles. Like, hey, if you want to, like I, I was saying earlier, oh, I don't get paid to do comedy, but I still work as though I do because it's, <laughs> I, I'm still affecting like my own career and I'm still affecting people around me if I like am super lazy and don't do my work on time and just treat it like very blase because, well, I'm not getting a paycheck at the end of the day. Like, who cares? This is still something you signed up for. Like, be integrous about it. Show up. Do your work. Yeah, I think it's it's cool it's, to find something that you love to do and the money has nothing to do with it. Like, totally. I think, I think, and it's such a it's a weird thing to say you don't care about money, but like, you know, I do in certain aspects. But like, you know, there's there's something nice. Just I, I you sound like everyone else is like, I'm just gonna do this and hopefully it leads to something. And but you're gonna do it regardless. Right. Exactly. And that, I mean, you can make money anywhere. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, not me, but other people. That's awesome. Are you a big TV watcher, too? I am. It's yeah, kind of embarrassing. Too. I watch a lot of TV. I, you know, I don't realize it because I, you know, I talk to people I know who also, we all love the same stuff. Until yeah. I go to work and try to talk about stuff and no one knows what I'm talking about. They're all just talking about, like, The Bachelorette. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't, I haven't gotten into the reality shows so much. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you guys all don't watch uh, five cartoons and this, right. this, this, and a Netflix I'm show, like, and you're about... not excited for the release of this, this, and that? What about all eight seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? You didn't watch that over the weekend? Come on. You know what's weird? I never saw that show. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I used to watch random episodes when I was in college, because I think that's when it was on. I'm not really sure when it went off the yeah, air. It's but... surprisingly old. It, it really is. Some of the references that they make, like, they, I just saw an episode where they were talking about the uh, the crash of 2008, and I was like, wait, how old is this episode? And it was, sure enough, in, like, 2009. So, but I, I just recently got into it on Netflix, because I feel like I'd exhausted everything else, mm-hmm. and it's great. I really recommend it. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that. Really funny. I, I, I know, it's on my list of ever-growing shows, and then... Yeah. What what are you uh what are your comedies right now you're watching? Um, it's always sunny. What else am I watching? I was watching. I had to catch up while I was in Sydney. I missed a lot of Parks and Rec, so I had to catch up on that. Um, By the way, I, Parks and Rec ended beautifully, and I just I loved it. it. It was so lovely. I, I, all the feels, and it was just I know so yeah. many feels. It's, I wasn't uh, sure how I was gonna feel about it at first when they did the time hop. I was like, nah. Mm-hmm. I know, but then I turned out, I was like, great, because we got all these new stories. I know how their yeah. lives are. Just... Everything, it got to progress a little bit, which yeah. is... Isn't pretty... Aubrey Plaza from your town? She is, yes. I did not know her, but she is from my town. Yeah, I just assume everyone knows everyone. <laughs> no, yes, her and Joe Biden and I used to go get coffee together. <laughs> like... Also, you know, Ryan Philippe is from my town, too, so he would come on occasion. Really? Yeah, he is. Who is that? I know that name. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's ex-husband. I'm going to pretend I didn't catch that reference. <laughs> but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> I don't think he's been in anything in a while. Yeah. But he was, uh, he was in Cruel Intentions. Oh, that's a brilliant movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. How oh, could my you? God. Oh, my gosh. That movie's so good. Yeah, especially as, like, a 14-year-old dude. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure female, being a 14-year-old teenager of seeing that before, like, internet really? porn was, uh, what? accessible like it is now, like... <laughs> Like oh my god, exactly. I can't believe it. There's a boob. The girl yes. from the TV shows boobs. Oh, so two girls kissing. What's going on? They're, they're freeing the nipples. No, put those nipples away. This is America. Unless you bought it at Walmart and they censor that part out, and then you miss the entire plot of the movie. 
random. Why Walmart of all places? Why would they censor it? Oh, because they're Christian. Oh, I didn't know that. But like the super. I'm a Christian, and I'm like, what's wrong with the nipple? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The but not Christianity can have such a bad turn. Uh, uh, people can have some bad. They're the bad kind of Christians. That's how I'll put it. Man, isn't that such a letdown? Because I'm like, I know. I feel Christian, and I really, I'm all for like just love people. That's really, yeah. that's really the point of the whole thing. And some people, even with like the whole lion Cecil debacle, because there's that uh, story about Planned Parenthood. Let me know if you don't want me to talk about this subject. So I would prefer touch- if you did. Okay, great. Yeah, this uh, is right up my alley. Are you kidding? You know, I, I will say just for the record, uh, I got people were having to, like, getting really angry about that at my office. While yeah. we were all sitting around eating our lunches made of meat. So it was a very conflicting moment. You're like, that guy's an asshole. Oh, this pork is so delicious. So uh, <laughs> I don't know where I stand. I know. You're like, ugh. I'm a vegetarian, but I mean, I'm, not, I'm but... all for a sandwich. But no, like, there was a story about Planned Parenthood and how they were selling body parts or something. I don't want to. Oh, they, I don't... they were, they were, like, they, they're not doing it. This is the guy who did it. It was a lie. It was, uh, what is it? They're harvesting aborted fetuses. Yeah, uh, that. Uh, embryos or something. Yeah, but they were set up by one of those shitty organizations that lies. I forgot the name of it. I, yeah, I don't know. But even, like, people, so now a lot of the, the Christian people that I'm friends with have been posting stuff. Because everybody has their, like, how can you be upset about a lion but not upset about Sandra and not upset about Planned Parenthood and not upset about this? And it's like... Well, there's kind of room to be sad about everything, isn't there? Like, yeah, if all yeah. of creation is part of creation, then I don't understand why you can't be sad about a lion. Like, that's a horrible thing that happened. It's, yeah. not, it's hard to compare it to uh, aborted fetuses or a woman committing suicide in prison because of a wrongful arrest. Like, that's really hard. It's apples and oranges, but there's still room to grieve for both, I think. That's the best point I've ever heard anyone make. Thank you. Because everyone else has gone a different <laughs> way with this. Internet outrage has gone too far. Right. Like, like, who cares? Calm down. It's kind of nice that people actually feel something. Right. Like, come on. At least we've, we're proving that we're not complete sociopaths. Like, yeah, like, we care. Somebody cares. Somebody can emote. And the lion and Sandra and the those are all three stories that are separate. And you exactly. don't know each person's views on each different thing. Like, we're complex. Like, I have – well, I, I'm probably on the side with you of all three of those things. But, like, you know, <laughs> just because I'm sad about that lion dying doesn't mean I'm not sad about this and the other thing. Right. Well, that right. Planned Parenthood thing, that was – um, I read a little bit about that. But that was, like, a setup where they, like – they asked her a question and then she talked and they secretly video recorded her and then they played it out of context and it, it was a really sh- shitty scenario. And, that is, that's not right. Like, and Planned Parenthood is not doing that, just for everyone to know. And uh, they also do a – I have a – so I, there was um, a job I used to work with. Um, I was working with uh, – I still do, but I worked with adults with mental illness. And yeah. I was working with someone who wanted to get – brought to take an STD test. I believe it was an STD test. So we went to the Planned Parenthood where we used to work, and there was a bunch of those people, like, outside protesting it. But it was funny because this particular Planned Parenthood doesn't provide abortions. It was, like, cancer screenings and STDs test. So it's like, can you guys at least know what you're, you know, it was. Right. They just don't. They do a lot of good stuff. I really don't think you would have ever seen Jesus doing that. In fact, you didn't. I mean, they didn't have Planned Parenthood in biblical times. But, like. You never saw him walking around protesting anything other than religious hypocrisy. So it's just like, extend a hand. Oh, it's just so frustrating. See, like, 
just be kind. Just, you don't know, even if somebody is getting an abortion, like you don't know their story, you don't know their life. Like it could be you just showing them empathy and support that ends up giving them more of an idea of God's love than you being like, you're a terrible sinner. And I can't believe you killed that baby. Like they probably feel shitty enough. Yeah. Leave that person alone. Get off your high horse. I don't know what it is. And it's, and it's not all Christian. It's like a small vocal minority that got wrapped up in that world. Yeah. Just, you know, even whoever, whoever it is. Catholic, any religious, it's just like a small vocal minority. And then, then it it sadly got really vocalized strongly in in this country, but like, you know, movements come and fade, but, and then it sucks because I I have friends like, who seem very similar to you are Christian. And it's like, I'm not ashamed to be a Christian, but it's also like you gotta be careful what you say because you don't know totally. the wrong totally. person. And Absolutely. you know what's weird too? It's usually these like uh, people who are like ultra liberal progressives who can turn around and be the biggest fucking assholes. <laughs> they really can. Anybody who has like an unflexible, immovable opinion is scary to me. Like you can't, you need to be able to at least hear somebody else's perspective. You don't have to agree with it, but if you just like shut everybody else down all the time, I can't, we're not going to get along. (laughs) That's the end of the story. (laughs) And I think I'm closer to one of those like ultra progressive liberals, but I also hate ultra progressive liberals who just (laughs) shut down anyone's idea that's different than theirs. Exactly. It's like, Like, guys, listen to everything. Just chill. Just chill. (laughs) Be cool, man. Be cool. (laughs) <laughs> have you ever tried to watch like um this is such a weird question but they have I, I it was a netflix special and i think it was patricia heaton and mm. it was supposed to be christian themed comedy no and it was terrible oh no <laughs> not because yeah. they're christian just because it was just too like if you for me if i want to see some wholesome comedy i'll watch like brian regan or, yeah or jim gaffigan or, yeah jim gaffigan you yeah, know what i mean that's great. great but this was just like Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> it was just, yeah, well, yeah, she's not a stand-up, or, or she's not a comedic actress either. <laughs> so it just it didn't work. That's hard. You know, it actually it is a weird line to tell being a Christian and trying to be a comedian, too, because it's like I – not everything that I write is super wholesome. Like I wrote a sketch that we did a couple weeks ago at a show about like – that was kind of calling out religious hypocrisy, but some of the Christians that I had in the audience were a little uncomfortable because they're like, Oh, that was kind of offensive. Well, that was kind of the point, but it's like, well, can I like, am I allowed to cuss on stage? Even if I didn't write it, can I write cussing into my stuff? Cause I sometimes cuss cause I'm not perfect. Sorry. Like, you know, it's weird. You have to think about what image you're putting out. And then you're like, I don't want to be labeled oh, the Patricia Heaton, boring Christian comedian that can't tell jokes. <laughs> you know? So I think Jim Gaffigan's done a really great job of that where he's just really funny, but still clean and wholesome. And he, he's not afraid to like back away from anything, but He's still not going to go out and be like Amy Schumer, totally vulgar. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that gives you a unique voice because you get to uh, kind of like get up there and have a point of view for people that might not like listen to it because you're yeah. of the same community and about like, religious hypocrisy. Like that's only offensive to certain people, but not everyone. <laughs> but then, and I'm sure whatever you're saying is not like offensive and like racially no. offensive, but more of no, the, no, no. you're making me think differently, and that's just hard. Yeah, and that's what good comedy is. It's making like. Like the best of the comedy is the stuff that makes you think. We, like when you li- like Carlin, when you listen to it and like, right. I might have a new viewpoint or or the opposite of what you said. But exactly, it's fascinating. Yeah, I think that's all we're all trying to do is just maybe think about this a little differently, you know, and have a good laugh while you while you're yeah. thinking. And and because I I I I've heard this like people are like, oh Dennis Miller, he used to be so funny, but now he's such a fucking 
right wing not blah blah blah. I'm like I'm like yeah, but if you are a conservative and a right winger, you'll think he's hilarious. The right. same way if you're a left winger, you're gonna like a left wing comedian. Like imagine a conservative trying to listen to like an ultra liberal comedian. You're not oh gonna gosh. find because yeah. comedy it has to hit you personally to for you to really find it funny. It's true. Yeah, if you agree with Dennis Miller, you would think he's the funniest person in the world. And if you agree with, I can't think of like an ultra liberal, comedian, like Janine yeah. Garofalo, you'll find okay. her hilarious. <laughs> I do like Janine Garofalo though. I do too. Yeah, she's really funny. <laughs> I don't really know much about Dennis Miller to be quite honest. Nope, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever really found him that funny. No, I don't I know. Confused him and Dennis Leary the other day, and it was awkward. That is awkward. Yeah, they are not the like, same person. No, Dennis no, Leary's like a stand-up guy. I. Maybe Dennis Miller is. I don't know much about him. Hey, is Dennis Miller not a stand-up guy? <laughs> I don't know. I just know he's on Fox News a lot, but I, I don't yeah, I don't watch I don't any 24-hour watch... news because I don't like I don't... it and I don't have yeah. cable. Fox News can be pretty entertaining sometimes, i got to say. Oh, yeah, people hate watch it. There's, oh, yeah. there's, that's like the whole thing with Howard Stern. It was like people who hate Howard Stern listen to it longer than people who like Howard Stern. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if you ever want a good laugh, definitely listen to Rush Limbaugh. That's fun. Yeah, he yeah. is. I used to get annoyed at it. Now I'm like... I don't, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. I, I get curious about that guy. He's funny. My granddad is very, very conservative, and he. So he will like watch Fox News and listens to Rush Limbaugh. But it's funny. I enjoy listening to my granddad listening to Rush Limbaugh more than I enjoy listening to Rush Limbaugh <laughs> because he just gets so mad when he turns, and he doesn't get mad over his politics. He gets mad over the fact that there are so many commercial breaks. So <laughs> we'll like be in the car going somewhere, and I'll be like, "No, time for Rush Limbaugh," and I'll put it on without fail. This happens every. Every time he puts it on, within 10 seconds, he's like, damn it, another effing commercial break, and I'll just turn it off. He's like, I can't listen to this shit. He's like, I don't understand, and then I'll just go off about, like, commercials and Rush Limbaugh and how he's playing into the game, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but this is amazing. Can you please you, never stop doing you should this? Just, you should make this like a one-woman show. I really should. <laughs> That's or, a great idea. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, or like a sketch or something. That's amazing. <laughs> He gets so mad. He does it with Bill O'Reilly, too. <laughs> too like, many commercials. Yeah, too many commercials. And he's just like, or like, ah, oh, there he goes yelling again. I'll just turn on the golf channel. I'm like, do you like these people? Why are you? Why do you keep listening? Yeah, to but them? that's like a whole different take that I would. Everyone else that in comedy would mostly go for the a different, different. thing, and then you're just going for a completely different take that they're mad <laughs> about the commercials and not the. Yeah. Who cares? Oh, the politics are great, but man, they just too many commercials. Too many commercials. <laughs> How dare they make money off their art? Right, I'm like, uh, you know that TV you, spots are expensive. You know, you know, Dad, you know, Granddad, that's exactly what I'm trying to do, right? I'm trying to make money like, off what they do. Please, if ever I have a TV, I'm about to put commercial breaks in our sketch shows so we can make yeah, money. Yeah. Hey, I've said this more than once. I will gladly welcome a sponsor from like fucking Philip Morris. I have, I have oh, please, yeah, I don't care. Exxon Mobil, BP, whoever horrible organization <laughs> wants to cook. Fucking was it those for those family people? Like stuff that I disagree with. You can you can sponsor the show. Just that make is sure you spell my name right yeah, on the check because it's all I care about. I will take, I will take your money. A sellout. No one's offered me any sponsorship, but that, I'm also not really looking for it. But if it if it comes <laughs> up, I am not turning it down. Here you go. This is your plug. Just anybody who wants to sponsor this podcast. Yeah, preferably a really horrible evil company. Enron, yeah. you still around? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take all of the money that you lost. <laughs> exactly. Is it, do you uh, find it difficult uh, having the Christian background in the acting community or acting comedy world? Um. But you, you seem pretty. Uh, yes. hip. Yeah, yeah, I'm very hip. I'm very cool, so it makes it a lot easier because you know, um, no, yes and no because I'm I'm definitely not like super uptight about stuff. 
Um, there is the question. So it's never like a, I'm not going to walk into a room and be like, well, the Christian's here now, so everyone pull out your Bibles and your rosaries and behave. Like, Do people think that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's what they would think. But I'm never like, <laughs> yeah, I hope someone thinks that. <laughs> yeah, I really do. but And I hope that it happens to me at some point because then I would just be like – I would go with it, actually. Oh, yeah, um, of course. But, yeah, you're yeah. a good improviser. Of course you would. <laughs> yes, no, and. <laughs> yes, and. Exactly. Like, where's your Bible study homework? Um, no, so it's never, really, it's never really uncomfortable because nothing – I'm not very easily offended. But, um, but there is that question of, okay, well, if – like, what are my boundaries? What am I not going to do? What am I – what's okay? What image am I putting out? You know, and I, I mean, that's not even just as a comedian. It's just kind of my personality because I am kind of like an oddball. And like I said, like I still cuss and I still like go out and like have a good time and whatever. It's just there's a fine line. Yeah. As I, I asked that question to you as a Christian, I'm like, yeah, I guess that applies to anyone. Like what part of yourself? So I should take that question back. That was kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a fair thing. That's a fair thing to ask. Yeah. I think. Yeah. What, do you, what of yourself? Because, like, I mean, like, if you're going to be, like, you have to make that decision, like, am I ever going to be naked? Am I going to talk about right. personal experiences? Because, like, I don't want to fuck it. I do that with this show. It's like, what do – I don't want to talk about my job on here. I don't want my job – you know, you yeah. keep that separate. I don't want to talk right. about, like, my sexual history. I mean, it's I mean, not that great or long, <laughs> but it just, it just there's these things you make in your head, like, I don't want this to come up because, you know, yeah. we, need, we all have, we all have, we all have we pri- all have, we're private citizens as well. Exactly, exactly. And barely public ones. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, trying to be a public citizen. Trying to be a public one, yeah. So it, it's, it goes across the whole spectrum for everybody. But it's definitely, I think, that's because I do publicly, quote-unquote, identify as a Christian, people will ask me that question a lot more. Like, oh, if you're a Christian, like, is it okay? Like, if someone makes kind of an offbeat joke, there will be, like, an immediate head turn. Like, what do you think about this? I'm like, I don't care. Like, if you think it's funny, it was funny. If it's not funny, then it's just not funny. Not because it offends me on a Christian level, just because it wasn't funny. <laughs> oh, then you get that thing, like, because you're the minority of one thing, you're going to speak for all of them, and, like... Exactly. Oh, it's not a comedy show. What the fuck like, are you doing to me? Oh, that's a lot of pressure. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I just want to laugh tonight. Please don't talk. Like, oh. Leave it alone. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, let's see. I gotta just check my notes, make sure I hit everything. But of course, I lost. I like knocked a bunch of shit over. I don't know if you heard a big bang. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff. I was like, crap. I thought it was just the start of the universe, the big yeah. bang. <laughs> <laughs> now, as a Christian, how does that make you feel? Oh my God, that's really good. <laughs> Well, according to the Marvel Universe, <laughs> seconds before the Big Bang, Last there was minute. those fucking stone, the Infinity Stones or something. Who knows? We Who cares? Ask, hey, let's it's ask. Not, it's uh, here. Who cares? We should ask Jessica because she's part of the Marvel Universe in a way, so she'll know. <laughs> oh, that God. was crazy that she was in Dare, like in an episode of Daredevil because like I binged yeah. that show. She, yeah, she's done a lot of random things. It's really cool. And Daredevil. Fucking was awesome. Let's just that's everyone. If no one's watched Daredevil on Netflix, uh, this isn't even a plug for anyone. It was just really fun watching. I just really liked it. <laughs> I, I as much as I love comedy, I've been Daredevil, Flash, and Arrow have been like the three shows I can't believe I watch as much as I do. Yeah, I haven't watched any of them. You wouldn't have think they're that good, but man, it's not funny, but it's really good. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's everything. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. This is uh, such a blast. <laughs> Where do, could people find you on the old internets? So you can find Keep Up With Hot Buffet at hotbuffetsketchcomedy.com. 
And I also have a Twitter handle. It is Sarah underscore underscore says. I love that double underscore. Double underscore. I know. I was like, I need to change that because it's complicated. But I don't it think is- you can, though, once it's there. Oh, you're I mean, I, I made a choice, and I just have to live with it. So so do you, if you want to follow me. <laughs> it's not hard to find. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much actually, it. <laughs> I think it actually works out good because when you type in the second underscore, you pop up, and you're the only one that pops up. Perfect. See, I'm just trying to be unique. <laughs> so. Awesome.